0: welcome to live with taff featuring canada's original inner trainer brian Pataffi.
1: and there it is and hello everybody and welcome to our final episode of live with taff uh before we take our summer hiatus coming up in july and i couldn't have found two better people to come on here a husband wife team or a wife husband team however you want to look at it uh this uh, these people i've known Forever. Um, Brad Shaw uh, was um, a member of the Ottawa 67s back in the early 80s when I was the uh, athletic trainer there. And if you look in the dictionary under nice people, you're going to see his picture there. Just a fine, fine individual becoming my new neighbor up the road here in Vancouver as he has uh, joined the Vancouver Canucks as their assistant coach. Welcome, Brad. Thank you. And uh, and sitting with Brad is the brains in that family, uh, just an awesome person. She's an author of the children's book, Brady Brady, or the series of children's books, Brady Brady, which is a staple in the Chilliwack Chiefs uh, Reading to the Kids program here in Chilliwack. One of the favorite sets of books that our players take to the uh, elementary schools throughout the Fraser Valley and share with the kids. Mary Shaw, author Mary Shaw. Hey, thanks both of you for coming on.
0: Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having us.
1: Thank you. Well, I tell you what, what a thrill What a thrill to catch up and, and everything else. And, and uh, Mary, I'm going to start with you uh, because we, we just before we went live, I just said, you know, Mary, have I met you? And you talked about a time we did run into each other in Ottawa. But, but uh, I'd always known about Mary Shaw, like you're, you're his high school sweetheart. And, um, you know, when I was reading some stuff on you, I, when I do my research, I was reading some stuff about you, and, and, and one of the stories that really hit me, and this is Brad, this is Brad in a nutshell, is when he signed his first NHL contract, he bought a car, and he gave you the car so you could drive to see him play uh, when he was playing in the American Hockey League in Binghamton and that's Brad in a nutshell just very unselfish person and and just a good person and and sorry to embarrass you Brad I know uh, uh this Brad, is not you
0: part of that reason was it was a stick shift and he didn't know how to drive <laughs> it off the lot but I did
1: <laughs> well and that happened to me when they dropped me in Germany when I took my first job over in Europe and they and they hand you a stick shift I let it, the car looked like a bunny rabbit hop, hopping out of the parking lot going to my my apartment. So, Mary, I want to ask you, um, my kids have read the Brady Brady books. Uh, they they absolutely love them. We were living in Ottawa, and I was telling the story how you were uh, Brad's wife and, and so on and so forth, and a hockey player that I'd worked with. What inspired you to uh, to get out and do this?
0: Um well, really, I mean, I'd never even thought about writing kids' books until we had children of our own, and uh, we've got three kids, girl, boy, girl, and our oldest daughter loved to read, and we could not get our son to read. He's, uh, you know, three, four, five, six years old, and all he cares about is hockey and sports, mainly hockey, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to, I know there's a lot of little boys like him that don't want to you know, read about construction vehicles or, um, you know, animals in the woods or whatever. And uh, so I thought I'm going to write a hockey book for kids like my son that just want to read about kids like themselves that are obsessed with a game of hockey. And I think at the time when the first book came out, Brady, Brady and the Great Rink, uh, the only other book, that I know of was maybe the magic hockey sweater. Um, so, and it was just going to be a one off. It was just going to be Brady Brady and the Great Rink. And then it took off in Canada. So, uh, the, the publishing company that I was with at the time asked, you know, if I would turn it into a series. And so, gosh, I think 15, 16 books later, I should have counted. Um yeah, we're at a, we're at a series. Um, but yeah, they were they're they're definitely based on our son Brady.
1: Well, and and uh that's something that I want to jump over to Brad in just a second and ask him about Brady today because these books came out a while ago and Brady's uh following in dad's footsteps. And and uh I want to uh get some of the stories uh on Brady today because this is uh, like 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 I know they're based on young Brady. But it, it, like, people took ownership in these books. Um, and uh, look, when I was reading up on them, the art, the, the person that did the drawings for you, phenomenal, just yeah. tied in, just so wonderful. I, I was waiting for the Saturday morning cartoons. I was waiting for the Saturday morning Brady, Brady cartoons. But, Brad, uh, let me ask you about Brady. Uh, we talked the other day. He played uh, a little bit of Minor Pro uh, in North America. Why don't you tell us about the adventure he's on right now?
2: Well, he decided to go to Europe last year, went to Denmark, had a great year, led the league in scoring, and um, is going to be playing uh, in the Austrian League this year for a team in Hungary, uh, basically a suburb of Budapest, uh, Farivar is the town, and uh, going to get a taste of another country over there. It was uh, I played one year in Italy in 1988, and it was a great experience for me. It was kind of a buffer between playing in the minors and then getting my chance in the nhl but it was uh the first year mary and i were married uh so i i kid everyone that i took her on a seven month honeymoon to italy you know and everybody who knows me knows i'm too cheap to do that so uh but we won the whole thing over there It was a great experience for me and it kind of was a good spring for it, uh, board for me to get to the nhl i don't know if you know brady has that dream but it was it's a chance for him to allow the game that he loves to take him to different places and see different cultures and and maybe just raise his awareness that there's uh you know there's lots of different situations out there around the world and i think every time you see those you you feel a little more fortunate maybe with uh, your own uh, environment
1: well absolutely and and you nailed it right on the head and, and like you said uh you kidded your teammates you took uh you took mary on a seven month honeymoon to italy but uh, reading uh, in Wikipedia and, and some background, on Mary, I think she cried for three of those months. But uh, um, Mary, I, I have to say, um, uh, you know, I, I've uh, been in the game for 42 years and I meet um, hockey players and coaches and things like that. And um, identity sometimes gets lost with the woman. Um, and, and, uh, I remember being in Calgary and I, I shared this with Brad the other day. I remember a player's wife introducing me and saying, this is James Patrick's wife and this is so-and-so's wife. And this is so-and-so's wife. And, and I stood back and I said, ladies, ladies, do you have names? Do you have first names? You know, um, Brad shared a story about a, a, uh, a, a, fundraiser that the senators did that, uh, he was like four years removed from playing there and he came back and, and, uh, he came back as Mary Shaw's husband. He didn't come back as Brad Shaw, um, the uh, uh, ex-Ottawa uh, Ottawa Senator. But Mary, um, I think, I think you, uh, you nailed it because um, you've kept yourself busy. This hockey business can take you everywhere. Sometimes you, it's not your choice and, and things happen and everything else and, and situations come up. And, um, but if you're going to survive in the game, you know, you have to go after that next challenge. And I think this is great, um, you know, where you were living in the US and immigration didn't allow you to step out maybe and work a nine to five job or anything else, but you got involved uh, uh, doing these books. So tell me what is in the future for Mary Shaw, the author. Um, Well,
0: actually. I, you know, for years, I've wanted to do a Brady Brady Christmas book. Every time I'd walk into a bookstore around Christmas time, I'm like, oh, we have to do a Christmas book. So um, interestingly enough, uh, we're with Scholastic Canada now, and they approached me, I guess about two summers ago and said, hey, do you, have you ever thought of doing a Christmas book? Uh, and so anyway, I wrote a Christmas book, uh, I guess it was a year ago, was it last summer? It was, anyway, yeah. it was supposed to come out this past Christmas, and because of COVID, the plants got shut down, backlogged, whatever. Um, So Brady Brady and the um, Santa Search will be coming out this coming Christmas, this fall. So I'm really excited about that. Um, And then uh, I'm actually supposed to be working on another one this summer. So uh, we just got back back to Canada about three weeks ago. And in the meantime, you know, Brad's got hired by another team so we've already been out to Vancouver to check out the lay of land we had to sell our house in Columbus we have to go back to Columbus pack up the house and and move everything back and and blah 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 so I haven't quite started uh that story yet but um hopefully I'll get to it by maybe end of July or so <laughs> yeah Wonderful. but that probably won't go out for another year
1: well that that's great and you know um I I can appreciate what you're you're going through my first book um it was called i sit down a look at pro hockey through a trainer's eyes it came out in oh nine it came out in uh december of oh nine uh the greatest month for the book uh because everybody's you know like you know they're at chapters or or uh whatever and it's you know it's sitting there and it's uh, it they're grabbing it in fact um a great story and i do have to share this with you uh, my son dominic uh when the book came out he was nine years old and uh uh my wife my daughter and him were in chapters and he Lou Holtz's book had just come out and it was on an end cap and, and my book was in the middle of a shelf well while, while Don and my daughter are in another part of the store my son is re-merchandising and putting all my books on the end cap I,
0: like I, I actually have, I have my friends wife, that text me that said I saw your book And i brought it to the front of the shelf because it was on like the second shelf or whatever so i actually have friends that still do that rearrange stuff which i really appreciate if anybody wants to do that feel free
1: well there you go my wife my my wife asked dominic she said what are you doing he goes putting myself through college mom (laughs) exactly So yeah anyway well, well jumping back over brad um you know, we all move around in this game and, uh, and like I said earlier, sometimes, uh, it's our choice. Sometimes the choice is made for us. Uh, you are a survivor in the game and that's a testament to you because of your personality and, and uh, everything else. Now I knew Brad Shaw as the 16 year old kid in Ottawa, that was just quiet led by example, came in, scored 70 points in his rookie year. Um, coach fell in love with you you know you were just your future captain material and so when i saw things in your career from afar you know um i wasn't surprised you know that 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 you you know you were part of the senator's captaincy and and uh and you you've had you've had a stellar career tell me um you, the the everything that happened this past year with COVID and that uh, where did the vancouver uh situation, did it just come out of the blue or was this something that uh, that uh, you knew was, was there and, and um, you know, you threw your hat in the ring?
2: Well, the, the season ended. Um, we had end-of-year meetings um, probably four or five days later and I was told then that I wasn't going to be uh, renewed. My contract was up, so uh, the whole staff was in that situation and uh I just asked them to... Send an email to all the other general managers to notify them that, you know, that that's my status and that they'd be able to talk to me before June 30th, before my contract was actually physically uh, ending. Uh, And so they did that. And uh, a few days later, a team called. Uh, Vancouver was actually the second team to kind of contact me and. so it was kind of uh, you know out of the blue from the, from the question it was yeah it was uh there was never any indicator before that first phone call that there was any interest
1: yeah yeah well it, i'll tell you what i am i am looking forward to having you uh an hour up the road and and working with uh, with a great organization i think i i think you're going to be the boost uh you know behind the bench that they need i think uh you're going to be the go-to guy in, in uh, uh, you just, you're easy to talk to. I know that uh, I've talked to a lot of people that, you know, Timmy Leroy uh, and, uh, and uh, Jamie Healy uh, shaky from the Island and, and guys like that. And they just all think the world of you. When I put it up on Facebook uh, that you were coming on, the message is flying through. Hey, tell them I said, hi, tell them. I said, hi, so on and so forth. And, uh, and uh, you know, that's a testament to you, uh, Brad. And, and obviously, you show your love of the game. So your, your first uh, foray into coaching uh, was with the Detroit Vipers uh, in the IHL. And um, at that time, I had spent six years in the IHL as it was making the transition from a development league to more of a, the second league underneath the NHL uh, you know, team signing free agents and everything else you and I shared, uh, uh, one of the greatest cities in the world at different times, Salt Lake city, uh, my six years there were absolutely the best six years of my career. I, 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 uh, have no, no qualms about saying that great people, uh, great place to live, very inexpensive and a good hockey town, but you ended up in Detroit with the Vipers with guys like, uh, my ex, uh, uh, buddy, uh, or, uh, teammate Darren Banks and guys like that. And you ended up coaching there. How was it coaching in the IHL at that time when it was, it was the you know, you had a lot of ex NHL guys or and and uh and and stars playing, and that you were drawing sometimes 20,000 people at your games.
2: Yeah, we we played, I was actually player assistant uh, with the Vipers for four years. Um, went to Tampa for a year in coaching and then came back as the head coach for the Vipers. That's right. I I apologize. uh, Yeah. The, the player assistant thing was something that was kind of more of a, uh, a title than anything else. Steve Ludzik was the head guy and did 99% of it. Um, I would sort of talk to the defenseman before the game about matchups or who was first power play, who was first, uh, penalty kill and then you know we had a real veteran group guys like Ian Herbers who's now with uh, was with Edmonton uh, Bobby Jay was coaching at uh, at one point uh, still in the game um, John Gruden who's uh, with the Islanders now was there for a little bit when we were playing so we had guys that had been around the block and knew the game and the one thing Rick Dudley did real well as a GM was bringing in smart hockey players and Uh, We had guys like Stan Drulia and Pete Savaglia, and guys that could really uh, sort of control a game uh, just by being a little bit smarter than the opponent. And uh, we took a lot of pride in that. It was, uh, we won the Turner Cup one year, uh, which was like you said, this was a, wasn't really a a minor league like the, uh, you see on a slap shot kind of movie where it's a bunch of guys just grinding it out. There was a lot of players that had played a lot of games a lot of years in the NHL playing down in the IHL at that point it just so happened that they weren't there at that time so the the quality of hockey was really good Uh, the marketing staff we had uh, was the same that the Pistons used at the Palace of Auburn Hills at the time and uh, we had promotion after promotion we had uh, Batman came in and dropped the puck in full regalia Uh, uh, Ellie Mae
0: Clampett. Ellie
2: Mae from *Beverly Hillbillies*. They had (laughs) Gelly. Gordy Howe
1: played a game for you. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
2: So we had uh, we had lots of draws, but it was uh, it was
0: Gordy Howe. you played that game. Played
2: one game with Gordy Howe. You know, we we found lots of ways to get people in the building, and I think it was a way more affordable ticket than the Red Wings down the road, who were busy winning Stanley Cups of their own at the time. So it was a great experience uh it kind of got my feet wet and got me interested in coaching uh and I was very fortunate you know and then at 5 years later when Rick Dudley is GM in Tampa happens to be the year that my my playing career is over and I'm looking for the next sort of step in the career and it uh, it ends up that they found a spot for me on the staff and uh was able to start coaching at the NHL level which is an incredible benefit it's a real nice thing to put on the resume and it was it was a you know you jump in uh, with both feet there was no dip in the toe and that was uh right at the highest level and so the learning curve was real steep for me uh tried to tried to pay attention uh, you know tried to learn as much as I could tried to take it all in but at the same time trying to make the team better um at this you know at the same time as well so um the, the coaching, the, the transition to coaching for me was kind of made easier because of that player assistant role I had, um, and then uh, I kind of got into coaching because there wasn't really anything else on the horizon, and then I fell in love with it. I, I loved it probably as much as playing, uh, maybe even more because of the uh, how much it kind of takes over your life. It's a it's a twenty four seven job. I'm not sure you ever stop thinking about it. Uh, once the season starts till the season ends and then in the off season you're it might not be 24 hours a day anymore but you're certainly always thinking of things of of uh, you know how possibly you can say something a little bit different or or what is a better forecheck and you watch a lot of these playoff games and these are the teams that are having a ton of success and have got to this point uh, for for obvious reasons and some of the reasons maybe not so obvious so uh, there's always a, a chance to learn in this game. And I've tried to keep that mindset of try to keep a beginner's mind. So I, I don't want to become an expert. I don't want to become, you know, like people say, well, he's a defensive coach. He's a defensive guru or, or, or what have you, I still feel like I'm learning. I, can I help Vancouver? I, I certainly feel like I can. Uh, but I still feel like I'm learning the game. Uh, it's, it's a dynamic game and it's constantly changing. And I'm not sure it's ever changed at a faster pace than it is now. And so I'm just trying to stay relevant and, and trying to, you know, allow myself a chance to help the team get better every day.
1: Well, you know, I, I you, you look at the resume, uh, the Bradshaw coaching resume, and you've been in some non-traditional markets, like... Uh uh you know tampa bay you were there early and you've been in a, a market uh, that won four stanley cups in the island in fact you, t- you had to take over that team for a while there uh in the island and and uh, now you're coming to a canadian market and that's just going to be exciting too uh you know when you talk 24 7 about uh you know thinking of hockey um the canucks everything in vancouver is the canucks and um you know when they're when they're having a great game, uh, you know it's front page, and when they're having a bad game, it's front page. And I guess one of the favorite lines uh, I used to like to use is, is people asked me one time uh, when when I was working in Calgary. Um, they said uh he said you know you came to calgary and they were winning hockey games and uh and and uh he you always said the fans were great it was the greatest place to work in the world and and now you guys aren't winning so much how do you feel about it now and i said you know what the year i got to calgary we we had a really good team and and if fans recognize anybody from the team they waved to you it didn't matter if you were at safe way out in Elton- the road or anything they waved to you and I said you know what we're last place this year we're not going to make the playoffs and the fans are still waving to us I said the only thing is when you're winning they wave with all five fingers so <laughs> it uh you know it uh, it get ready Brad because you're coming to a Canadian market and and uh and and you know and I know that uh, Columbus Ohio might as well be in Canada they've really really Um, got things going there. And I think a couple of years ago when you swept the the eventual Stanley Cup champions and actually the Tampa Bay Lightning was just a big feather in everybody's cap. So uh, when I come back to you, I want to talk to you about expansion and your experience with the expansion Ottawa Senators. But I want to talk to Mary right now and and something that I love about the Brady Brady books, and I want to get how this all came about. But Mary, every one of the Brady Brady books has an endorsement from a very credible NHL player and not just Brad Shaw, but guys like Steve Iserman and and things like that. So was that Brad's reaching out? Was that you? Uh, Was that a combination?
0: no it was mostly me um of course you know brad's favorite hockey player of all time is bobby orr so when uh brad was in hartford bobby was on the the board of directors Mm -hmm. or whatever and um i'll never forget when brad came out of the dressing he was playing for the whalers at the time and he came out and his face was just like a little kid he's like oh my god Bobby Orr just called me Shawzy, like it was just the best yeah, day of his life.
2: It didn't feel right. It was like, <laughs> Bobby Orr can't call you by your nickname. That's yeah. Bobby Orr, right? Yeah. Like it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Just crazy. Yeah. He's. Yeah.
0: yeah. A so um, I had. Uh, I was a co-chair with um, Laurie Sidorkovich at the time for this big fundraiser in Hartford, and we had asked Bobby Orr to be um, our MC for the event, and he agreed. And so I felt comfortable enough to, to when I, when the first book came out, I said, you know, I sent him the story and the illustrations and I'm like, I would love for you, you know, to, to put in a good word for the books. And he's like, yeah, no problem. And then, um, when the first book came out, my favorite illustration of, of all the illustrations that Chuck Temple has done is in great rank, where they're skating on, uh, Brady's backyard rink at the end of the book. So, we got that blown up into a poster size and got it framed. And I can't remember why we were in Boston, but our Brady was about—he might have been like eight years old or so. Man, I don't know why we were there. And uh, so we went up to Bobby Orr's office, and you know, carrying this print, this print for his for his office. And um, I remember Brady, like I said, he he didn't—I don't think—grasp the enormity of being in Bobby Orr's. <laughs> office at his at his law firm and there's we're you know Brad and I and Bobby are talking and and we look and there's Brady behind uh Bobby's desk like you know playing with the pencils and doodling on his desk and like just totally oblivious. I'll never forget that. And then um then I mean my favorite player at the time was Steve Iserman and uh so you know we knew him from you know being an Ottawa boy and I think we just ran into him somewhere and I just asked him I said I'm writing this children's book series and I would love if you would you know lend your name to the book and then yeah we just kind of went from there with Fred like Luke Richardson's a good friend of ours he endorsed a book yeah. I grew um, up
2: with Scott Stevens playing minor Stevens, hockey so yeah. he did one so yeah it kind of grew from there and then yeah it was once you once the couple of the big boys put their names on the books everybody was pretty eager to to do it so it was It was uh I'm not sure we ever got a no but yeah no we
0: didn't no it was and it was mostly just guys that I was you know I knew or we were we both knew or just comfortable like literally going hey you know and and I would always send them the script so that you know they could see the storyline beforehand and um whether they read it or not I don't know but they're like yeah we're on board so yeah that was that was super that was really nice of them so um you know it's a little harder now being a, a you know a coach's wife and kind of we're both getting up oh, there really, in let me interject today. here younger younger
1: What's I'm that? sorry I gotta interject Mary you're not a coach's wife he's an
0: author's <laughs> husband <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I guess a little bit of both yeah one of the great
2: things about that, the Bobby or office visit was he had his contract uh first contract first was, NHL it was, contract it was framed sitting on his desk 10 grand to sign 10 grand to play and 10,000 more if he played 41 games
0: wow
2: that's uh, for me you know maybe not the best player in the world at the time but certainly really close so the game's come a long way it
1: certainly has and, and I do have to share this in my love for Bobby or I, I, I absolutely I was a Habs fan growing up but she but couldn't help but love Bobby Orr. And, and um, so I'm 50 years old and I get the opportunity to be the athletic trainer at the prospects game. Well, Don Cherry coaches one team with a coach and Bobby Orr coaches the other team with a coach. Well, I'm put on Don Cherry's team because Killers <laughs> coaching that team. Yeah. And I'm disappointed. I was very disappointed. I made yeah. it quite clear that I, I wanted to be on Bobby Orr's team. So they actually, because of Bobby, he orchestrated this, took a second team picture, and I sat in it next to Bobby. Oh, yeah? yeah. And, and I'm the only one who's got a copy of that. But that was, that. that's Bobby Orr. That's him in a nutshell. That yeah,
0: very, very down to earth, and yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: So you know what, Brad? You know how to pick them. You know how to pick them. But Brad, I want to go back to, uh, to, uh, your adopted hometown, my hometown, Ottawa, they get an NHL team um, back in the uh, early nineties. They were part of the expansion with Tampa Bay and uh, they had a rough first year goal. I remember their very first draft. They were the only team that had all their um, draft picks on computer, all their scouting notes on computer and they're at the draft and all those computers crashed that day mel Bridgman and 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 troop were sitting there on the forum floor with you know they they had no hard copy in front of them and and um, it might have been the sign of how things were going to be that first year but but you were part of that along with uh with uh, some good friends of mine mark Fur, marco siki and uh, and guys like that and um i know it was a but why don't you tell us about uh Um, Because you've been on both sides of the coin, why don't you tell us about playing for the Ottawa Senators as an expansion team in a 9,000-seat arena where you played major junior hockey um, while everybody's waiting for this dream at the time of, it was going to be called the Palladium, which became the Corral Centre, which became, became, became. So why don't you tell us about that first year in Ottawa? What about your first game?
2: Well, 1070-4 and was a... It was a long year. Ten wins is, uh, I wouldn't recommend it for any hockey team. Uh, my first game, like Mary said, uh, first shift of the third period, defensive zone face-off. We win it. I go back. Kirk Muller hits me. My head hits the glass. I'm out. My head hits the ice. I don't remember two hours. I remember waking up in the hospital room. Uh, my son, I think, was three or four days old, Brady. Um, I remember waking, you know, seeing Mary and uh, her dad happened to be in town you know, trying to remember their names and everything. It was, you know, pretty, uh, a different time, uh, got released from the hospital that night, uh, woke up the next morning, got out of bed and room was spinning. Uh, still got my clothes on, went to the rink guys are like, Hey, you're going to practice. And eh, I don't know. don't, don't, feel, don't feel so hot. Uh, we were going on a road trip going, I think to Quebec and then to Hartford, just a two game road trip. And they're uh, coming on the road. Yeah, I guess so. You know, I, I just, it was a, it was a different time. You know, it was a, you know, you got your bell yeah. rung and, you, yeah. and how do you feel? And uh, you know, you, everybody wants to play. I was dying to get back on the ice. I just remember being behind the net. I missed the game in Quebec, played the game in Hartford. I mean, be, I remember being behind the net with the puck must've been a set breakout or a power play breakout and had some time to sort of see the ice and, was like, wow, I just, I'm not, I'm not capable of really absorbing everything that's going on, but the way hockey players are wired, it was like, you just got to find a way to get through it. I didn't miss a game the rest of the year. It was, a uh, you know, so it was, it wasn't uh, a great year, but I think the same way that championship teams galvanize that group and, and you remember those guys forever, uh, now that I'm on the coaching side, I just can't imagine how Rick Bonus and Alain Vigneault uh, w- went through that year uh, as a coaching staff, you know, we won our, our first road game was I think we had three or four left it was in Long Island, we started the game with the wrong lineup. So we started shorthanded and it was like, Oh, here we go again. Laurie Boschman gets a hat trick into the empty net and uh, it was like we won the Stanley Cup in the locker room. It was crazy. So there were well, different things that you remember on that throughout that year uh, we talked about uh i think it was in the, uh back when they had the neutral site games and we were playing washington it was in saskatoon and i think it was doug smale stood up who doug was a if i'm a quiet guy doug's even quieter than me and might not have said five words uh, all year we're probably game 50 and he stood up before a warm up and said, you know, guys, we're, we're not that bad of a hockey team. We're just playing in a really good league. And everybody died laughing and we're like, oh, this should be great. We're, we're going to be relaxed. We're going to have a good, you know, it's going to be a good game for us. I think we lost 5-1, 6-1, one, one, just another one in the loss column. But um, we had some great character people on that team, guys like Brad Marsh, guys like Lori Boschman. Some guys that uh, took a lot of pride in their game and it was a really hard thing to go through personally uh, to try and keep any semblance of confidence as an individual when you saw the team doing so poorly. So it was a it was a real mental test. And, you know, for the guys, when I see guys from that team, we we share a bond that doesn't quite match for a championship, but it's certainly there and it, it seems stronger than just any other normal year.
0: Well and even for the wives too I, I've got to say I mean as painful as that year was and truthfully I think we were all kind of busy raising little kids so it was a bit of a blur but I had never been with a tighter knit group of girls I mean we we're all kind of you know or guys were all kind of schlep rocks and whatever kind of thrown together and I mean we watched games together we bowled together every once in a week everybody was having there was I think seven of us that had babies within that same two weeks so the babies all hung together and stuff it was such a tight-knit group um so i mean yeah the losing was horrible but it was it was a great group of people it was a really fun year off the ice i guess
1: Well, you know, and that's, that's, you know, that is really neat to hear. Uh, Brad, I did not realize the injury you had in that opening night. I think probably for everybody in Ottawa, that was overshadowed by, that was their first win and they beat the Habs opening night in, uh, in the Ottawa Civic Center. I think it was five, three, I can't remember, but I know. Neil
2: Brady Brady scored the first, Neil Brady scored the first goal. And I still remember the headline in the Ottawa Citizen the next day. It said, maybe Rome was built in a day. Well, it proved not to be true. I think we went like 14 or 15 before our next win. So yeah. uh, we should have enjoyed that one maybe a little more than what we did.
1: Well, and, and you know, just talking about the scary situation, the game certainly has changed. If, uh, if Bradshaw were playing today and that injury happened, uh, it'd be a long time before you came back. But, uh, you know, I remember even as myself, as we, we you know what, we were, we were educated. You know, we, we got our schooling as athletic trainers, but there was a lot of things we didn't know back then. Back then, the guy got a head injury. We gave him a shift or maybe the rest of the period off. Mm-hmm. Um, Joel Bouchard, who's coaching in the American League right now in, in Laval with Montreal's farm team. We are in Fredericton one night and, and he got banged so hard in the head, and he came back. Kept telling me he was okay. Next shift, he went coast to coast and scored a goal. And we'd had to show him the video because he doesn't remember it happening. Yeah. And and you know what? We laughed at the time, but holy cow, did we doing a disservice, you know, to our players? And and uh, and I am so glad that the, that the league has stepped up and the uh, and uh, you know the just the quality of care um, you know, and, and, uh, and, and all the outreach outreach programs that that you have with the national league now, um, it's second to none. They're, they're, um, they're really taking care of their athletes. I know that there's some guys from back in the day that are, are a little, uh, frustrated with the way things happen, but, you know, it, it was a process, you know, and, and it, you've seen the same thing with the NFL. And, um, so, uh, the National Hockey League is, you know, I put them up there as, as you know, one of the top uh, leagues in the world for taking care of their athletes and uh, and uh, and their personnel. And I, just little things. I see the Twins, are going to be back in an advisory role, uh, role in Vancouver and stuff like that. And, and you love to see that. You love to see people being taken care of like that. Uh, you guys are moving out to Vancouver. You got the Christmas book coming out are we going to see Brady Brady on TV or is Brady going to meet Lucy? Um, a good friend of mine, Lisa Bowes, who writes, uh, uh children's, uh, uh, books. Um, she's, uh, our, was a TSN uh, commentator out of Calgary when I met her and she's a children's author has been on the, on the uh, podcast twice now with her Lucy try sports. Is Brady ever going to meet Lucy?
0: Um, maybe they can meet for sure. That Would be actually be fair then because a lot of people say to me when I do uh book tours and stuff, Is Brady going to grow up? Are you going to write a chapter book? But uh, I really like Brady as a seven year old character, I actually don't want him growing up, so yeah, maybe yeah. Brady can meet, meet Lucy because he's yeah, because he's never growing up. I'm never, you know, well, and and that is
1: such yeah. a neat way, yeah, that is such a neat way to hold on to the past. I know that, yeah. uh. I think that's phenomenal. Haley just sent through the question. Uh, somebody had sent in and asked, can you each, and we'll start with you, Brad, um, tell us what your favorite part of each other's career was. What a highlight, what a highlight um, uh, you, you've you seen in, in Mary's career. And Mary, one of the highlights in in Brad's career. We'll start with you, Brad.
2: Well, I think, uh, I think when she first got her book published was uh, was a real highlight. Uh, I saw how many letters she had written to different publishers. I had saw how many rejection letters she had gotten, and I was really proud how she stuck with it. It was a it was a really eye opening process for me, uh, and I was real proud of how she stuck with it and believed in in what she had in a in a manuscript. and And with Chuck Temple's drawings, it was a real good marriage, and. Uh, to get that first book to kind of show up and you open up the box and it's sitting on top. Uh, well,
0: I threw you guys in the car that day and went to Chapters. From yeah. To Ottawa. Yeah. And
2: we went and uh, went, saw it on the shelf, but it's a, uh, for, for it to be, to finally get published was a, you know, I would say that was probably the, the best memory I have of her career. Yeah.
1: And, 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 uh, you know, I, 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 um, I can empathize, uh, Mary. I know when I my first uh, book and um, uh, letter after letter, I don't know where I got more rejections from publishers or asking girls to the senior prom, but they were <laughs> close. And um, finally, uh, you know, finally it uh, it landed on a desk that somebody uh, somebody uh, was excited about the way it was going. They told me what I needed to do with it, and I got a guy um ottawa citizen writer named mike beasley to step in and and help me uh and and he cleaned it up and and it should be called ice it down by mike beasley with brian patafi instead of the other way around but uh no i think that's uh, that's terrific that's a, 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 a I was uh, i knew that answer was coming brad and so how about you, Mary? Uh, you know, you've been with Brad for a long, long time. And uh, you've, you know, you've seen him in playing in, in Salt Lake City with a secondary affiliate and then moving up to Binghamton and, you know, and then going over to Europe and then playing in the National League. And uh, And uh, is there one time in his career, is there one thing in his career that just sticks out with you as a favorite?
0: Um, truthfully, it's... Uh the year that he won that the auto 67s won the memorial cup because it just happened to be in our hometown of kitchener waterloo and we were dating back then and i was at an all girls catholic high school so of course you know all these girls in their locker had pictures of kitchener rangers guy and guys and i had my little Ottawa 67s jacket that i wore around school and then the, the final game happened to be between the Kitchener Rangers and the Ottawa 67s in you know in our hometown yes. and they won it all he was a cat it was just so cool to see him you know have that Memorial Cup trophy uh over his head and I know even his mother uh you know would always get razzed at work by all these diehard Kitchener Ranger fans and um uh, so that was that was pretty exciting for her too but I mean, there, there's been a lot of things, of course, his first NHL game, his first his first uh, head coaching gig with the Detroit Vipers and then assistant coaching gig in the in the NHL. So there's been a lot. Um, you know, I think what I'm most proud of him uh, about is just uh how many people, yourself included, just have amazing things to say about him. He's just so well-respected because he is, he's one of the good guys in the game. And he's probably honestly one of the smartest guys in the game and uh, works his butt off, works so hard and um, you know, still manages to always put the family first. So um, I think, yeah, I have probably more to be proud of you. I mean, a lot more memories than you and just my book on the shelf <laughs> in chapters, but. But I appreciate it
1: <laughs> well I'll, I'll tell you you know yeah. and, and you brought up Memorial Cup and Brad I don't know if you remember this um, because there was so many highlights for you there but uh Killer um Brad's trainer was leaving after that year uh he was it word had come out he was going to Kitchener the next year and Killer had called me up I was working in the American League he said I want to bring you to Memorial Cup I don't want to lose anything out here I go, what do you mean you don't want to lose anything? He goes, we have an eye, you have a way of keeping an eye on things. And I'm losing my trainer after this year. I just need somebody around to make sure things don't go out the door. He goes, you can stay with us in Kitchener or in Cambridge. We stayed in Cambridge. Do you remember that, Brad?
2: Well, and I and, um, stayed at home. I you, stayed at my mom's house. My mom, okay, I stayed well, with my parents. I, huh.
1: I don't know if it was you that in that final game where that rung it off the glass and Ray LeBlanc went behind the net to get it, but it hit a stanchion and went in. That was the first goal. Where, where, where Was that you that rung that puck?
2: I think it, it was a righty. I think it was Phil Patterson.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: But, but it was when you saw that going, Yeah, that was a, you know, the hockey gods are on your side when you get oh. those bounces.
1: Well, here was the thing is, is so I show up, I stay in a suit, I stay out of the way. I'm talking to all the old guys, like, you know, Phil Patterson, Brad, Adam Creighton, and the whole bit. And I only walked in the room once before a game. And that was the only game that you guys lost in the whole playoffs that year was the game that I walked in the room. And Adam Creighton at six foot 11 or whatever he was can be a very intimidating figure. Walked over to me and looked down at me, and he said, Stay out of the room. And, and, <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, I got the message. I went and sat up top and, and watched from up top. But, but I, I, um, I was so excited for the, for the kids who were kids back then, but, uh, yeah. to see the, the kids I had left, um, you know, two years earlier, um, just gel because in Brad's first year there, we went to the final. And lost to Kitchener, and uh, I remember Jimmy Ralph was our goaltender. And back then, um, the the winning team could pick up another goaltender for Memorial Cup, and they picked up Jimmy. And Memorial Cup that year was in Hull or Gatineau. Now, so that was a year that that you know would have been so good for us to to, and it and it didn't happen, but it it sure gave you guys the experience. And when you got the chance two years later. Uh, you grabbed onto it. And I mean, you didn't let it go. And, and I think that was, uh, I think that was tremendous. Well, I'll tell you what, this is getting to the part of the podcast that it, it makes me sad. And, and I guess it's because I'm just catching up with old friends and everything else. And, and I know that, uh, that I could sit here and talk for hours and listen to you guys for hours. The fortunate part about it for me, unfortunately for the guests, but I'm going to be able to drive up the road and see you guys this winter, uh, whether you like it or not. And uh, but I want to uh, number one, I want you to stay with me once uh, once we say goodbye. We're going to bring Haley back in right now. And I want to thank you both. Mary Shaw, Brad Shaw, you guys have been phenomenal. Uh, Just great guests, great people. Uh, Mary I wish you all the luck in the world with your with your endeavors and and your book and and maybe maybe someday we're going to see a Brady Brady TV show and Brad I know whatever you do whether you're uh, an assistant coach with the Vancouver Canucks or if you're driving a food truck in Ottawa you do it a hundred percent and you do a good job of it so I, I I'm just I'm excited to see what uh what Bradshaw is going to bring to the Vancouver Canucks this year. Thank you both for coming on.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Live with Taff, hosted by Brian Pataffee, produced by Haley Ferguson. Make sure you keep in touch by following us on Twitter at vpataffi and at Haley Fergs, and head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.